this week on Three Questions by Corey Kareem. It's it's not really you know like mindfulness and yeah you know taking care of your mental isn't really taught in any combat sport. Mm. But how can you be the best physically if you're not the best mentally? Fact. Your only is your yeah. body's only as strong as your mind is. Welcome back, guys. Welcome back to another episode of Three Questions by Corey Kareem, the show where we sit down with some amazing people who are doing some amazing things. And that's right. You guessed it. We ask them three questions, sometimes four, sometimes five. I know, I know, I know. But rather than focus on their wins, their successes, we talk about their failures, more specifically, the lessons that they learn from those individual experiences. So with that being said, uh, my guest today goes by the name of Dixon Makajo. Uh, he was my boxing trainer, but more importantly, he's a professional fighter. He's a two-time provincial winner, and he's a two-time Brampton winner. So Dixon, my guy, welcome to the podcast. Thank you for having me. Thank Yo, you. my pinky, just so you know, from sparring with this guy, <laughs> is still, still banged up. I thought it would heal by now, oh, but man. it's still been. I don't even know what's wrong with it. Is this a normal injury? Like this, <laughs> absolutely. This? So I'm like, yo, do I do I gotta go check this in? It's you should get it checked though. Yeah, no, the, yo, the, the hands are to important. this day, it's like it's like no one with like throughout the day. I'm fine. It's when someone gives me a firm handshake, like the other day, Stan, guys can't see him. <laughs> yeah, gives yeah, me, yeah. he gives a firm handshake, like. <laughs> A fir- oh man, you don't know my the pain went from like zero to like eight uh-huh. for a few seconds. He <laughs> Stan doesn't know that he's just seeing that now. But whenever someone gives me a firm handshake, it just goes crazy. But my Dixon, fault, my fault. <laughs> no, it's all good, man. All good. Um, so Dixon, man, uh, for the people that don't really know you, mm. tell them how you got started in boxing. Mm. Was there like a aha moment? Talk about that that journey that yeah, got yeah, you into the sport you. of boxing. So. You know, growing up, you know, I grew up, you know, small town Alberta. Yeah. You know how it is as a visible minority. Yeah. You know, people talk shit. You know, yeah. people would, you know, go yeah. back to your country, blah, 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 you know, all, all yeah. that bullshit. So then, you know, for me, it was, you know, I had to find a way to protect myself. Right. I was always, you know, a fighter, though. You know, yeah. I, mean, I was always, you know, fighting kids in school, growing up in that kind of environment. Yeah. You know what I mean? So boxing kind of just found me. You know, boxing is mm. not the kind of sport that you find. It'll come to you. Right. So growing up in, you know, Edmonton, you know, countryside Alberta, yeah. um, there was this one kid named Brandon, Brandon Raposo, yeah. who was already an amateur. I think he had like five, like five to, to 10 amateur fights, something like that. Yeah. Um, you know, we were in school one time. This is, you know, closer to high school, like uh, 10th, 10th grade, yeah. uh, 11th grade, you know, yeah. 15, 16 years old. Yeah. I knew nothing about boxing. Yeah. You know, I knew nothing about boxing. Sure, like, you know, you hear your names, like, you know, Ali, Mike Tyson, yeah. like, like, you know, like, yeah. we all know those people. But yeah, household terms, names. Yeah. Exactly. But yeah. in terms of the actual sport yeah. and actually, you know, knowing, knowing how to throw a punch, yeah. I had no idea. You right. know what I mean? So we played uh, we played football together. Yeah. And he's like, yo, like, I'm a boxer. He's like, you should come down to the gym one day. I'm like, right. You know what I mean? Like, whatever. whatever. I'll come to the gym. Whatever. Never went to the gym. You know what I mean? He asked me. He asked me for about six months, bro. You know what I mean? If I wanted to step into the boxing club and, you know, learn something. So around the the 10th time of him asking me, I said, okay, if I go, will you shut up? 
Mm. You know what I mean? Like, if I go, like, will you stop bothering me about this? Because right. he he wouldn't stop pestering me about it. He kept telling me, oh, like, right. you have the perfect frame for this. You have the right. perfect body. You're a good athlete. Whatever. You right. know, by the time I was 16, you know, I was I was, I was was dunking. Wow. You know what I mean? 16, I had my first dunk. Yeah, crazy hops like that. Yeah, bro. It was, it was, it was weird. It was weird. Uh, so the, those freaking nature joints. Uh, <laughs> so around the sixth month of him asking me to come out to the gym. Yeah. Um, that's okay. Let's go. I uh, went to his house after school, around 3 o'clock, went to his house, had some dinner, you know, we just kicked it. Uh, we watched uh, Eddie Murphy, Delirious, mm. after after dinner, to, you know, help, help the food digest a little bit. Yeah. And then uh, his dad drove us to the gym at around 6.30, 7 o'clock. And any, anyone that knows anything about boxing is that the gyms from around 5.30 to yeah. closing are packed. Like that, you have a lot of bodies there. You have a lot of people there. Right. You have a lot of people putting in their work because you know, like they're just getting off work or school or wherever they came from, right? Right. So we get there. The gym was packed. Mm. There was about thirty people, forty people there. Three coaches, you know, and we got there already. Guys were already sparring, and I was like, mm. "What are they doing?" Yeah. Because I, you know, they have like like yeah, the, the head this gear. headgear on. They got these big gloves. I'm like, "Yo, this looks kind of dumb." Like, yeah. you know, what I mean, just not even not even processing what I'm seeing. You know, so I'm looking at it. I'm super confused about everything. People are punching the heavy bag. People are groaning. Yeah. People are, you know, breathing deeply. I'm like, yeah. yo, what is this vibe? Like, what? Yeah. I didn't like it at first. Yeah. At first, it was That's like, you know what I mean? At yeah. first, like, because you see it and it's all new to you. You mm-hmm. know what I mean? Coming from a football, you know, basketball background, you don't, yeah. you don't see that. Right. You know what I mean? So, um, Brandon, who the guy who brought me to the gym, asked his coach if, um, you know we can work on the bag and right. the coach was like nah no bag work you guys are gonna spar really? <laughs> first time I'm, first time get, walk into a boxing gym first time so wow. i was like nah 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 like, this is ain't no way this ain't no way yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah i mean like he's not serious so we we put the gloves on no, i had no headgear nothing not even a mouth guard yeah you know brandon's you know putting on his headgear yeah. you know what i mean putting on his grumpy territory yeah having someone tie his gloves so yeah. like just in it yeah. just in it you know what i mean sink or swim moment and you know me being the only visible minority in the, in the whole boxing gym all eyes are on me they're expecting a lot they expect you to be like you know Tyson I mean? off the game Ali, like, you know what i mean they have me you know they they really yeah. had me like yeah. in the driver's seat yeah you know what i mean so coach is watching me you know everyone like the gym went silent wow yeah you know i mean like but that. the only person i knew and ever boxed before was brandon and his coach because yeah. brandon told the coach that like right. you know it's the first time ever putting on gloves yeah so you put on the gloves we put on the gloves and obviously brandon's you know, taking it easy on me yeah and especially as a beginner too like you don't know your own power you don't know your strength right you know what i mean i'm just a 16 you know 130 pound kid right i don't know nothing about punching right so coach says you know so brandon's giving me the work you know, hitting me with jazz and getting hit with shit, you know, trying to control my hands, you know, trying to control, trying to control everything. Yeah. But a lot of it was out of my control. Right. Uh, so the coach goes, I hear from my, my right side, my right ear, because he's on the right corner. Yeah. Brandon came from the left corner. Coach goes, throw the one, two. I'm like, throw the one, two. Throw the one, two. I had no idea what he was talking about at first. So then it came to me because Brandon was throwing the jab, which is the one, yeah. and the two, which is the right hand. So right. I'm like, oh, Throw the one too. Right. So Brandon was standing still. He was standing still in front of me, just waiting for me to to throw the punch. I threw a one two, but I threw it a lot harder than I. I had no mm. idea. Like there was no hold back, no pull back, nothing. I let I let my punches go. Through the one two, Brandon just drops. Wow. Like 
Knocked that, him out first time. Done. Done. He's sitting down. He's trying to collect himself, trying to stand up. And the feeling when you get hit really hard, yeah. you know, like your world is Yeah, you're spinning. dizzy. You're spinning. You know, you, you, like you don't know where you have no idea where you're at. He's yeah. like yeah. wobbly trying to get out. Coach's like, no, stay down, stay down. Yeah. And when I threw the one, two, as soon as the two landed, I hear from the corner of my ear from coach, yeah, that's what you hit him with. It's like, yeah, that's how you do it. I'm like, you're celebrating this? <laughs> I, was, I was so confused because everyone was so excited about the moment. Yeah. But all I could think about was Brandon's health. Right. Right? Because I didn't know. Like, that's your boy. Su- that's my boy, right? Yeah. And I had no idea in boxing that you're supposed to hurt yeah. your opponent. Right. Even in sparring sometimes, right? Yeah. I didn't know what was going on. I felt bad. I'm trying to help Brandon up. Mm-hmm. And I'm pouring water on his head. Like, yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean? I'm trying to console him in the moment. And I'm just like, holy... So that was when I knew, like, okay, like maybe I have something. Mm. Coaches were super impressed. That was the aha moment. Yeah, that was it right there. That was it right there. And then that was right there when the coaches were like, you know, they sat me down. They said, you know, you should compete. Right. You should fight. I'm like, ah. Yeah. Still, I didn't, I didn't, I didn't see much of it. Right. I knew that I could do something with it. Right. But you know, I was so focused on you know basketball and football that I didn't really care about about boxing. Right. So okay, like I know how to throw one two. My job here is done. Right. The work's done. Right. So then, right at that moment, I just, I just let it go. You know what I mean? Move back to the bit, to Edmonton, which is a, you know, bigger city. Right. You know, so you have more facilities, you got more gyms, you have, you know, more guys, better coaching, more variety, inspiring partners, et cetera, et cetera. Get there. And in the back of my head, I was like, this is like a few months after moving from, you know, Mm -hmm. rural Alberta, sitting at home, and I'm like, I really miss boxing. Mm. Even though I only did it one time. Mm. I only did it one time. It was like, yo, I really miss boxing. Like, I don't know what it was that pulled me towards it. But I'm like, I just thought about it. You know, just being in the environment the first time. You know, seeing people hit the heavy bag. You know, hitting pads. You know, breathing heavy. You know, guys sparring, hitting each other. I'm like, I miss that energy. Like, Something something in me was like, yo, like, I need this. I need this. Um, so just, you know, Google the, you know, random boxing club and, you know, lo- local boxing club, yeah. found one called, um, West Edmonton Knights. That was my first club. Yeah. I had my first four amateur fights at that club. Wow. My first four, um, get to the gym and, you know, my dad is like, I spoke to my parents about the whole boxing thing and they, they hated it. Mm. Yeah. I mean, they, my mom was like, no, nah. hell no. Right. I don't you want know? my son to get beat up. You know what that. I mean? Cause yeah. you know, they come from a place of, you know, seeing Ali with the Parkinson's, right. You know, Fair. right. Fair. You know, and, you know, guys getting killed, you know, getting sent to the hospital and not right. making it home the next day. Right. They came from that hardcore era of boxing. Right. So that was their perception of boxing all right. it was for them was oh like you're getting punched in the head right right oh no like you're gonna die and no, i'm the only yeah. son too so yeah, there was yeah. a lot of like Fair you know enough. i received a lot of pushback in that they did not support me at all and I'm, you know i was like no nah, like, i just want to try it out i just want to you know work out and have yeah. to defend myself my dad was like okay because he he understands where i come from too because his mm. dad like my granddad was a fighter and a soldier my dad was a soldier all my uncles are soldiers they're fighters soldier so, where uh back home in mozambique Mm. Right, my dad was a major, you know. So got you. He and knows. Army. So you got military in your blood. So you got the fighter spirit. In it's your in my blood. It's who I am. Okay. It's who I am. So my dad kind of understood where I was coming from. So he right. took me. He drove me to the gym for the first boxing class. Boxing class, typical boxing class, six p.m. Right. Drove me to the gym. I had I had no gear. Right. I had nothing. So we get to the gym and they're like, "Do you have any gear?" 
I'm like, nah, I'm nothing. So my dad's basically the one who funded my career. Right. I mean, he bought me my, he bought me my first pair of boxing gloves, mm-hmm. uh, my first pair of boxing shoes, my first set of headgear. And that was it from there. Right. Uh, you know, we, we're in the class, you know, people are warming up, people are shadow boxing. I'm like, why is he punching the air? Right. You know what I mean? Why are these guys, mm. you know what I mean? I'm like, why are these guys jumping ropes so hard right now? Yeah. You know, why are these guys doing, still not understanding it, but still wanting to be in that kind of environment? Right. Um, you know, so we put the gloves on and I didn't see the coach until right. after the workout. I knew he was around watching us, right. but I didn't know who he was because it was my first time boxing. I didn't know, I didn't know anything. Mm-hmm. So we're hitting the bag. He's calling out combinations and on, uh, at the gym, there was a big whiteboard of, mm. you know, the number of punch and the combinations regarding the punch. Interesting. So it's like one, one, two, you know, written in big green letters. So like one, two, three, you know. So I'm following the combinations. I'm just looking at what people are doing, right? Because right. it's, uh, you know, partner, like you have your bag, partner, partner. Right. And then he's going to throw, you're going to throw, right. you know, three minute round, 30 second rest, typical. Right. So I'm punching, I'm punching and he's calling out, he's calling out the combinations and I'm just, it seems so effortless to me. Yeah. Not because, you know, like I said, I had no experience before. So the experience I had prior to that yeah. was it's non-existent. Right. But I'm just throwing the combinations. And my dad was watching me for the first 10 minutes and he left. He went home. He just wanted to make sure, like, we were good. But then the coach, it was weird because as class goes on and, like I said, like, boxing kind of just came naturally to me in terms mm-hmm. of, you know, throwing the hands and, you know, throwing the combinations, you know, having sharp punches, right? Coach, you know, he's farther in the distance and there was a row of about 15 bags mm-hmm. right so there's about 30 people on mm-hmm. for, out, throughout the whole gym there's some in the ring some in the bag and the coach is coming down and he's watching me like, I, I see like you know that feeling yeah, 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 feel yeah I mean so I'm hitting yeah. the bag and as as class goes on he's coming closer and closer I'm like he wasn't at the third bag now yeah. he's at the second bag like right. what's going on and he's watching me he's doing like St- like looking at me is after class he goes have you ever boxed before i'm like no yeah. he's like so what do you learn how to how to throw punches i'm like nowhere you know yeah. like i watch youtube right and he's like come back again mm-hmm. he's like he's like come back tomorrow i want to see you here tomorrow mm-hmm. second day come back i'm sparring again mm-hmm. you know i'm sparring guys with you know at the time i had no fights so i'm fighting guys with you know 10 15 amateur fights oh, sparring wow. these guys and i'm giving them work as wow. a kid who has nothing I had no experience, That's nothing. And, I'm, and I don't even know what I'm doing. <laughs> I don't That's even know crazy. what I'm doing. You know, I'm just giving them work. Yeah. You know, I, of course, I'm getting hit a lot too. Yeah. But they were like, you know, guys were, you know, black guys, bloody nose. And this is my, my technically my, my second day yeah. ever, ever boxing. Ever since that, it was, you know, like, I, I, I want to do this. Right. You know, like, this is what I want in my life. Wow. That's a crazy story. And, it, and you know what? Um, it reminds me of so there's a docu kind of series, drama 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 docu series of of Tyson's mm-hmm. like you know uh, rise to success and, and fall if you will, mm-hmm. and kind of the the way you started and the way he started are very right, similar right because right. the story is like he's in prison yeah yeah right he's seen boxing for the first time and he's like what is this sport right. the coach doesn't take him seriously and then boom gets in the gets in the ring knocks the guy out kind of like. Kind of like 100%. you. So it's just like, <laughs> yeah, he's like, yeah. oh, I want to do this. And yeah. Same thing with you. I want to do this. So you both got, both of you guys had that natural kind of inclination yeah. 
or just draw to the 100%. sport. Boxing you, finds you. Yeah. You, you don't find boxing. Like, you don't wake up one day. I, I was just going to say that because yeah. you said boxing yeah. finds you. You got to yeah. have it in you. Absolutely. I don't care who you are. Like, you did not wake up one day and be like, I want to be a boxer. So, I, I like that. So, hold that thought because moving on to my second question. In today's world with the growth of, like, you know, UFC, combat sports, mm-hmm. And celebrities and, and social media stars getting into boxing, mm-hmm. it seems like everyone wants to to be a fighter. So, uh, with yeah. that being said, <laughs> yeah, what are some misconceptions about the sport of boxing, and what are some things a new person getting into the sport might not know? Right, right. Number one, number one is it's just not easy. <laughs> <laughs> Tell me about it's, it. It's not easy, man. Like you're gonna have you're gonna get beat up a lot. You know mm. what I mean? You're gonna have a lot of headaches. You're gonna have a lot of sore muscles. Mm. It's it or busted pinkies. Or, you know what I mean? <laughs> busted pinkies. You know, bloody noses, missing yeah, teeth. You yeah. know what I mean? Like things, things like that happen in combat sports. Yeah. This shit, like you got to be a certain type of individual to really be able to step into a ring mm. in front of people, in front of people watching you, cheering, and mm. being able to fight. But not only fight for your people around you, but to fight for your life. Right. You know, it's it's a completely different ball game in that regard. You know, these guys out here, you know, Jake Paul, Logan Paul, whatever, they they, they make it seem like it's entertainment. Mm-hmm. Right? Look what happened to uh to Nate Robinson. Mm-hmm. You know, he came into the ring, got dropped, sent carried carried out in a stretcher. <laughs> I missed that part. Damn. You know what I mean? Like yeah. hospital you know, CT scans, all that shit, you know, medical, oh, like, wow. this shit's not a game. It's not, you know, people die. On that note, you were telling me off camera, uh, you're saying, like, every year, a certain amount of people die globally. In at least 10. At least 10, globally. At least, at least 10 around the world, yeah. You know, like, people get killed in the sport. Some That's some crazy. people make it into the ring, but they never come out the same person again. You know what I'm saying? So, for people to really up into the sport of you know boxing or MMA. Right. MMA is a little different because there's been no recorded deaths in MMA, right, right. which which makes sense because it's not constructed for blunt for you know, trauma to the head. Exactly, yeah, yeah, yeah. It's, it's more for you know wrestling. It's mixed martial arts, so right. it's a little bit of everything. everything. Whereas yeah. boxing is only one way. You're either getting hit here, <laughs> right, or you're getting hit here. here. Most of the time, you're getting hit in the head. Right. And you know it's 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 very sad and unfortunate the way right. it is, but at the same time you are signing up for this. Right. You know I look at boxing as you know modern day gladiators. You know, that's like a fair comparison, right? Or like modern day Spartans because that's what we, we're 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 warriors at the end of the day, and that's what right. we are. We know what we're putting on the line. We know what we're sacrificing. Right. People see these guys on the big screens. You know, UFC. You know, fighting in the octagon, getting paid hundred thousand dollars. Yeah. People see you know guys in, in in the boxing ring like you know Javante Davis. Yeah. Ryan Garcia. You know they yeah. make this shit look good. Yeah. But they have no idea about the work that goes mm-hmm. on. So let's talk gym. about that. Like how many hours? I I know it depends if you're training for a fight. Right. So talk about that process. Like how many hours? A day are you putting in the gym when yeah, you're right, not right. training and then when you are training? Right. Um, it, it really depends on, on the fighter. You know what I mean? So for, for me, so I'll just use me as, mm-hmm. as an example. Mm-hmm. So, you know, for me, I'll be training boxing, like my skills itself, at least five days a week mm. for at least two, three hours a day. Right. You know what I mean, I'm in the gym, clocked in two, three hours a day. Right. Usually Monday to, to Friday. Yeah. And Saturdays, um, Saturday, Sundays are, you know, to build some body armor, you know, strength and conditioning, you know, right. strengthen up my chin, right. strengthen up my jaw, strengthen right. up my body, and also strengthen up 
My brain. Really? So talk about that. How do you strengthen your brain and how do you strengthen your chin? So for for your for your jaw, it's yeah. very it's very crucial that you you know have a strong jaw, a strong neck. Because right. the way your head turns, if it moves too sharply, you have more chance of getting knocked out because your brain mm. contains contains fluid right, right, right. within within your skull. Right. So the more the the stronger your, your neck and your jaw is, the less it moves. Right. The better the better it is for you in the long Understood. run. So you know, neck and jaw exercises. You know, like for me, I'm I'm really old school with, with my strength and conditioning. Yeah. So you know, I'll take like a 45 pound dumbbell right. or a 45 pound weight, put a towel in it or a t shirt, wrap it around, uh, bite down on it, and, and you know, curl. Wow. It. Yeah, yeah, no, I, I do it. I do it in the gym sometimes, and people, people are looking at it like, "What is this yeah, dude like doing?" Confused, like they're not So you're on. just going like this? Yeah, looking crazy, <laughs> biting a dumbbell, going yeah, up yeah. and down. At least, at least forty-five pounds, or at least like three sets of ten. Interesting. That strengthens your neck. Your uh, neck I and get your jaw. It. I yeah, get it. and I get you know, like, of course, you can still get hurt, but that minimizes it. Right. Right. And in terms of strengthening my mind, like, you, with boxing, you need a lot of mental fortitude. Right. Right. A day, you could have a day in sparring or even a fight where things aren't going your way. Yeah. And you know, you could easily be in a situation where you're second guessing yourself. Mm. Right. Not only second second guessing yourself as a fighter, but also second guessing yourself as a man. And that's the place that you don't want. That is the last place that you ever want to be at. They call that swimming in uh, deep waters. Okay. You know what I mean? Guys can take you into that into that, that right. mind state. You know? Right. We want to avoid that. So, number one, you know, lots of meditation. Interesting. You know, just like. being mindful about myself. Right. You know, controlling my central nervous system, controlling my body. Right. And how it feels. That's, that's crucial. Right. right. Number two is, you know, journaling. Just like, mm, journal, like it. you know what I mean? Like it, yeah. it's not to be an everyday thing, but just about like how you're feeling in a moment or, yeah. you know, what you did throughout the day. That way you can break down your day and break down how you felt and why you felt that way. I like that. Right? I like that. And number three, number one, like, sorry, number three for me is, you know, yeah. it's probably the, the biggest is just getting to understand who I am as a person, mm. right? Because we all have good days. Right. We all got bad days. Of course. The good days, you know, it's a lot easier to go to the gym and, right. you know, put in three hours of work. The bad days, it's hard. Of course. The bad days, you don't want to do it. Yeah. But those are the most important days that you have to do it. So just right. sticking to the regimen and sticking to the program yeah. would be my number one. And then, you know, the meditation and the, um, the, the journaling would come after. Right. What I like about the last part is like, you know, going to the gym on the bad days. I find the times that I do that. I feel the best after the workout. Exactly. Because you're going through the mental battle. I've had the times where, you know, I'm struggling to put on my workout gear and I'm like procrastinating. Dragging I'm, yourself. I'm just dragging. And finally, when I get in there and start crushing weights or yeah, running or whatever, yeah, yeah. I was like, man, you know, whether it be cold outside or it's snowing, there's no sunlight. You did it. You did it, right? You, That's you, the win is you, that you did it. You think anyone wants to go, you know, run three, four miles in minus 30 weather? No. no one wants to do that shit. Yeah. But that's what separates you. Mm, you know that's what that. puts you above everybody else because you know guys aren't doing it right but if i'm doing it right i have that mentality i can carry that into my fight so what i'm also curious to know what i also love about what you just said it was the whole mindset thing um and your meditation is that some something that they're they're starting to like incorporate in boxing from like a sport level or is that just you unfortunately not that's unfortunately, just you taking amongst yourself that's just me because gotcha. that that's what makes me a better fighter too right got you it's it's not really you know like mindfulness and yeah. you know taking care of your mental isn't really taught in 
any combat sport. Mm. But how can you be the best physically if you're not the best mentally? Facts. You're only as, your yeah. body's only as strong as your mind is. Right. Right. So if I if I keep a strong base in my mental and I take care of my if I take care of my mental health, I put my, my brain first, I put my mindfulness first, yeah. I'm only going to be a better fighter. Right. And sometimes the meditation I'd be doing, it won't even be about controlling myself. Sometimes I'll just be thinking about a fight. Right. So, you know, sometimes I'll just imagine myself fighting and just seeing my hands go, see me moving my head, right. you know, just imagine myself in a situation yeah. and being able to really visualize. Visualization, visualization the big key in boxing. Mm. When you see yourself winning, your mind's going to be made up to win. Right. And a, a made up mind is a, is hard to break. Mm. When you go in, if say, say you have a a four week camp, right? Yeah. And you have been visualizing yourself beating this guy yeah. for four weeks straight every single day. Yeah. When you come into that ring, you're going to be a very hard person to beat because you have that mindset like, I'm going to win. Right. right. I'm going to put a beating on you. You're not beating me. Right. Once you have that mindset, you carry that into the ring and to your everyday life, basically. Yeah. Because boxing is a metaphor to life. I was right? just going to say that. So yeah. there's a lot of parallels. So the visualization that you mentioned, the meditation, mm. two of those things are on this list from this book I read talking about like how to kind of set yourself up for success in like anything. Exactly. So the journaling, the meditation, the visualization, the affirmation, mm. that's all part of it. The Even the working out, exactly. the physical part, for like sure. all those different components play a part into mm. like your whole mental wellness and being so i love the fact that you incorporate that and i'm kind of surprised at this point you know with all the knowledge and information that exists out there and in the, in the, on the internet yeah that's not kind of you know taught amongst like coaches in the it, sport it, it definitely needs to be more more in there and you know yeah. guys you know especially in combat sports they have a lot of i don't, I don't want to be the guy that says this but i'm, I'm going to be mm-hmm. a lot of guys you are who are take place in combat sports, especially one like boxing or MMA, yeah. are going through a lot of mental things. Right. You know what I mean? I mean hundred percent. We, we wouldn't be fighters if we if we didn't. Hundred percent. You know what I mean? It's like put it put it this way. It's like Batman became Batman because why? Mm-hmm. He watched his parents get shot in the head. Right, right. right? Trauma. Exactly. Yeah. That's what made him Batman. Yeah. So if you think I woke up this as a you know I woke up one day yeah. I'm like, hey I'm gonna start boxing. Yeah, because you used to say I think you said you used to be picked on Absolutely. As a kid, because you were a scrawny kid growing yeah, up. Yeah, yeah, a scrawny black kid growing up in you know countryside Alberta. Right, you're probably the only black kid at that too. We were the only black Maybe. family in the whole town. We call some names as well. Of course, every <laughs> single day. Okay, say less. You know, every sense. single day. You know, every yeah. it was it was something new. Yeah, you know what I mean. And it got to the point where I came home one day, and my dad was like, "Son, like." You got to stick up for yourself. Like you can't let these kids, you know, ruin your day. You can't let these kids control you. Right. He's like, you got to do something about it. Right. Because I can't protect you every single day. Right. You got to do it yourself. And then for me, it's like, okay, that's my wake up call. Like, right. all right, like I got to be a man now. Right. Right. Like I'm gonna have to throw some punches. I'm gonna have to take some punches. I have to fight back. It doesn't matter. Look, man. One of my favorite sayings that I learned when I was in college, I heard this successful businessman say. In life, you don't get what you deserve. You get what you know. You, you get what you negotiate. That's powerful. And how I internalize that is, you got to fight for everything you want. Exactly. That doesn't necessarily mean like laying hands on somebody, but if you really want something, you're gonna have to fight back against life. Mm-hmm. All the things, Murphy's Law, all the mm-hmm. things that can happen. You're gonna yeah. have to push against that to Absolutely. get whatever it is you're Absolutely. chasing after. So every, every day's a fight. To your point, you know, boxing is like it's. There's so many parallels to boxing. To, to life in itself exactly. now when we're talking about you know so many young kids they've seen the popularity of the ufc and celebrity uh celebrities getting into boxing and, and, and ufc 
and you're talking about the process, right? How many hours you're putting in. I want you to share what your first loss was like and what that experience was like. And more specifically, (laughs) like, what does it take for a boxer to get from that low? I've like, I've been watching the Tyson, you know, docuseries on uh, Apple Plus or what have you, or Disney Plus. Yeah. And it's interesting to see the lows, like how somebody's this high and yeah, then one yeah. one loss. Because you've seen it happen to, to Ronda Rousey. Yeah. You know, I'm undefeated. No one can beat me. And then, then boom. She got knocked out. You know what I'm saying? Right. And then who was recently in uh, UFC that just was undefeated? Another female fighter, uh, shorty from Brazil. Amanda uh, Nunes. Exactly. Yeah, right? Yeah, yeah. So talk to me about your, your first loss, what Oof. that experience was like, and how did you bounce back yeah. up? I'll never forget that, to be honest with you. It's, it's crazy you brought that up. I'll never forget that moment because mm-hmm. I came into the ring so confident in myself. How old were you? 17. Okay. This is my third This is my third amateur fight. Right. Um, not, you know, I had my friends over. I had my friends come like, yo, like, I'm going to knock this guy out. Like, yeah. watch me do this. Like, I'm going to hurt this kid. Yeah. <laughs> Didn't happen. <laughs> Didn't happen. I'm going to end up getting hurt. Wow. Well, I got hurt bad. It's a long story, but I'll, I'll make it as short as possible. So we get into the ring. Yeah. So for amateur boxing, you weigh in. Yeah. And then, you know, a few hours later, you know, six hours later, you get to fight. Yeah. So we weigh in, and I didn't see my opponent at the weigh-ins. I didn't know who he was or anything like that. Yeah. Um, knew, knew, knew nothing about him. Right. right? Didn't, didn't really care. Uh, I get into the ring. I'm getting ready. You know, they're, they're calling us into the ring, giving us the introductions. Yeah. And my friends were sitting ringside. My girlfriend at the time was ringside, too. So there was about eight people there. Yeah. And I invited my parents to come. They're celebrating my, my mom's birthday. Yeah. So they, they couldn't make it. They were at dinner. But mm-hmm. this is where it gets a little interesting. They were yeah. at dinner. So what happens is <laughs> get into the fight. Yeah. Get into the ring. Ref tells us our rules. We get back in our corners, and yeah. you know, ding, 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 ding. Start. We go. So you know, he's, he was he was a lot bigger than I expected. And I was like, I was scrawling. I was probably like 140 pounds when I was 17. Yeah. And that's why there's weight classes, right? Yeah. But I'll continue. So I'm, you know, throwing out my jab. Yeah. Whatever. It's hitting him a couple times, yeah. but I don't think he was really feeling because he was a lot bigger than me. Yeah. Same weight class. Yeah. Probably about double my size. You know right. what I mean? So throwing my jab, whatever he. Comes in, I'm holding him, and he's bold, like he's moving me around even mm. with ease, like I, like I'm some rag doll. Yeah, you know what I mean, he pushes me off. I throw a jab and a right uppercut. Right. The thing is, though, I overcommitted way too much on the uppercut. Yeah. So when I threw it, I was so compromised, and yeah. all of a sudden, I see a fist. Yeah. Like I see it coming down. Boom! Black. Wow. Done. I'm on the I'm on the canvas. I didn't really, I didn't realize I was down until I heard people like screaming, like going crazy. Because you see, you see, you see someone get hurt. Yeah, it's exciting. Yeah, you know what I mean. It's, it's, it's yeah. an experience. I'm on the canvas, and I'm like, I didn't even know I'm down. I'm like, that's crazy. I was like, what happened? Like, what I get hit with? I see the ref counting me down. He's going one, two, yeah, three, and I'm like, where am I? You know, world is spinning. It's like kept flashing, like black. I can see black. I can see spinning, world yeah. spinning, and I'm trying to compose myself. I'm trying to get up. I can't. I I didn't make the count. No yeah. chance, right? Yeah. I got up after the count, and I sat back down, like mm-hmm. on the canvas again, because like I got I got I got hurt really bad. Um, 
gained some consciousness, sat down in, in the stool. I'm like, yo, like, what happened? Mm-hmm. What happened? And I was kind of floating in and out of consciousness at, at the time. Right. I was kind of like up and then I was kind of down, kind of up, kind of down. So they called an ambulance. Right. Called an ambulance. I'm getting carried out in a stretcher. Mm. Couldn't even walk. Wow. Couldn't even walk. So we get to the hospital and guess who's there? My parents. Wow. On my mom's birthday. Wow. <laughs> That's crazy. On my mama's birthday, they didn't eat. Yeah, they didn't. They didn't get to eat. My dad told me that when they got when they got the food, my boy called them, telling them what happened. As wow. soon as they got the food, they didn't get. They didn't get a chance to eat. I ruined it. Ruined it. Damn. So they they open up the, uh, the ambulance door. Yeah. I just see a bunch of bright lights, and I see my mom and my dad. My my mom's obviously crying. Yeah. You know, my dad's just like looking worried. He, he was more. I feel like my dad was more pissed off because I'm his only son and I got knocked out. Yeah. You know what I mean? So it was more like an ego thing for him. Like, yo, like my son got knocked out. Like, how yeah. could this happen? Like, he's my only son. He got yeah. knocked out. Is he really my son? Like, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the African pride You know what I mean? <laughs> Completely. So we get into the room. We get into the, the yeah. weight room. They put me into the ER immediately because I couldn't walk. Wow. Nothing. Uh, they get me off the stretcher. And as soon as I put my feet down and I stood up, I collapsed. Like, I had no feeling in my legs, nothing. Damn. Like, that was probably the most closest experience I've had to death. Wow. You know what I mean? Uh, my dad's carrying me around the, the, the hospital in a wheelchair. We're getting a CT scan, see if there's any internal bleeding, getting yeah. x-rays done. We're there all night. Yeah. Plus, we're all night. A few days later, like, two days later, I still can't really walk. Mm. So my parents are still like you know helping me around to move around the house. Mm-hmm. I mean, this is in, this is an amateur boxing. But I didn't get paid for this, right? You know, this shit was for free. I, I almost got killed for free. You know what I mean? Lesson. Le- so many lessons in that. So you know, my parents are you know, like they're going through it because like they're like like my son, like he can't mm. even walk. You know what I mean, headaches all the time. Yeah. Couldn't even talk properly until like the second week, and then I said no more. Mm-hmm. Like, if this is what boxing is, I don't want to do it no more. Right. You know, and we sat down with my parents, whole families, all my, all my sick, the most dramatic, you know what I mean? Like, I, Africans, I'm going to tell you right now, we're so dramatic sometimes when it comes to the family. Just yeah. drama. I got six sisters. They all came to the house. You know what I mean? <laughs> Stan, is that true? <laughs> <laughs> they all came to the house. There's a big family meeting, and I'm sitting yeah. there, you yeah. know, sitting there like some kind of intervention like hey like we don't want you to do this no more yeah and at the time i i agreed mm. i resonated with it because this is my health mm-hmm. and there was mm-hmm. a moment where that was almost stripped away from me right in just a blink of an eye in about 30 seconds right um fast forward about a year and i'm like you know what fuck it, i'm going back mm. you know because i was angry i was i was so angry at everything like i was angry at myself mm-hmm. i was angry at the people who set up the fight mm-hmm. i was angry at my coaches i was just i was a mess i was pissed mm-hmm. off and part of me really just like you said this african pride right mm-hmm. i really just wanted to show these guys who i am mm-hmm. you know i really wanted to show them that i'm dixon mccasual mm-hmm. and i'm not gonna be treated like this i'm not gonna they suspended me for like six months i tried to come back to the to, to the doctors they didn't let it happen mm-hmm. i couldn't get to the to, to the ring about a year and a half later mm-hmm. you know and that like that part of me like that angry side of me was i was just distraught i was right. like this is too disrespectful i'm not gonna be treated like this you know i, I woke up one day angry you know i was i wanted to show these people and really show myself 
it was mostly about them. It was mostly right. about proving to them that I am a bad boy. Right. It was proving to them that no, I'm I'm going to crush these competitions. I'm going right. to destroy the Alberta Boxing Commission. I was angry, right. so mad. Get get back into the gym. I found a, a new gym because you know me and my coach. After that, we had a, a follow. That was my first coach. So I found a, another coach, uh, Cougar Boxing. That was where that was really where it happened for me. Mm-hmm. You know, and that was more of a midway point for setting me up. And right. making myself a better fighter. Came into the gym, you know, obviously very humbled, very quiet. I let my hands and my work ethic do the talking. Mm-hmm. You know, I'm sparring really hard. A lot harder than I ever did before. I'm mm-hmm. not pulling my punches anymore. I'm, mm-hmm. you know, just tired of, you know, guys, you know, thinking that they can, you know, boss up on me a little right. bit. So I had to show them who I am. Mm-hmm. And I, it was around that time, too, where, you know, I filled out a little bit. You know, I grew more into my body, mm-hmm. you know. I was a very late bloomer. Like, mm-hmm. I didn't hit puberty until I was, like, 23, 24, bro. Right. Super late. But it was getting to that point. I was about 17 and a half, 18. Yeah. Right? So, in the gym, sparring. Coach goes, hey, like, there's there's a club show at, at the gym I was training at. Because, yeah. you know, like, they do, you know, club shows where they bring, you know, right. spectators in. They set up, you know, fights through the uh, through commission. They have doctors come in. Yeah. It's just, just a regular fight just at the club. So, I'm like, yeah, let's do it. Yeah. Sign me up right now. Yeah. Two weeks later, I'm fighting. And I invited everyone yeah. I knew that saw me get hurt last time. Right. I made sure that they were there. Redemption. I made sure that they were there. Mm. And I made sure that when I looked around, I wanted to make sure that the judges that saw me get hurt were there. Mm-hmm. I wanted to make sure that the doctors were there. I wanted wow. to make sure everyone that saw me get hurt was watching me. Wow. Right? Because when when they called my name out, it was very quiet. Right. Because what they thought, what you know, a lot of the uh, the higher ups thought, like the uh, the officials yeah. for for you know amateur boxing, the coaches, they were under the mindset that this guy's not coming back. Mm. You know, what I mean, this, he's not coming back after after he got knocked out like that. Yeah, like this he's done. done. No, yeah, he's a basketball player. Mm. You know, what I mean, he's not a boxer. He's a ball player. Yeah. Let him stick to that. Yeah. So much shit was being talked about my name, and right. I, it wasn't. And the thing that really pissed me off was that it wasn't even done to my face. Right. It was, you know, hey, it was like he said, she said, he right, said, right, she right. said. But it was the fact that, you know, that was there even in the air. Yeah. I knew someone somewhere was talking. Right. You know, and that's what that's what really motivated me because I wanted to show them who I was. I wanted to show them that you're like I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna, you know, bend over backwards like this. I'm gonna mm-hmm. show you guys who I am. Anyways, you get into the ring, the bell starts, and I'm that was the most intense I've ever been about a fight ever. Right. Uh, ref calls us to the to yeah. the middle. I'm staring this this, this boy down. D- different opponent from last time. Yeah. But still, from Alberta, from you know the same commissions, from a, right. a, a local gym. Everyone thought I was gonna get knocked out again. Right. Yeah. I mean, everyone thought that the only person that knew I really wanted this was my coach. Right. Because he saw the work I was putting. I would not. They would have to kick me out the gym. Right. They would have to tell me, hey, like, don't come tomorrow. You know what I mean? Like, we don't want you here tomorrow. Go home and rest. Right. You know what I mean. I'm staring him down. And it was very... I had this aura around me. I always say I channel my grandfather in those moments because mm-hmm. my granddad... My father was a killer as well, but so, so was my granddad. And he was mm-hmm. you know, a killer in a time where you were, like, that's what you had to do for survive. Mm-hmm. My dad was as well, but about halfway, it was kind of... He didn't really have to do that no more because they came here. Whereas that was my granddad's life. Mm-hmm. And I feel like me as his grandson, I carry... A lot of his legacy as well mm-hmm. through my father, through him. Mm-hmm. So I channeled him. There was a certain energy about me that was like, "I'm gonna kill this kid. Mm-hmm. Like I'm gonna, I'm really gonna hurt this kid." So we get to the middle of the ring, and I'm staring him down. Mm-hmm. And the way I'm staring him down, we're staring eye to eye, but he looked away. 
He was like, you're like, got him. I'm like, that's it. Mm-hmm. That's it. Mm-hmm. Get to our corners. Ref comes in. Ref is like, bring it in, bring it in. We do our thing. Within the first eight seconds, I knocked him out. First eight seconds. You know what Redemption. I mean? Redemption. And right there, that still wasn't enough for me, though, because I still wanted to rub it into everyone's face. So I'm back again, you know? Yeah. I'm screaming. I'm acting a fool. You know what I mean? <laughs> <laughs> you know, I'm really into the moment. Yeah. And I, you know, settled down. They almost didn't want to give me the uh, the victory because of how I acted right, right. after. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I really had to, like, pay my way and show them, like, yo, I, yeah, I'm, I'm about this. Yeah. Right? Like, I'm here. Like, you guys aren't going to blackball me like that. Yeah. So that was that. And then after that, it was just on an uphill, uphill from there. It was right. just, you know, we're back in the gym. We're back in the gym. We're working. And my confidence was up. Right. So that, that loss yeah. that I had that, you know, the, almost killed me was definitely a wake-up call because i feel like i needed that right and that 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 was probably pivotal to your entire career that everything that that, that moment in life and i feel like i don't know if it was like walt disney or somebody said this sometimes you got to get kicked in the teeth to kind of like yeah you know or hit rock bottom so what would you say like to a boxer right now that's that went through what you went through maybe Mm -hmm. not you know to the point where they went to the hospital but gets knocked out like mentally is there like certain hacks that you do to kind of get your your mind state back up get you like what's kind of like your process to to get you out of that low after a tough loss for me i just just got called back Mm -hmm. i don't know what called me back i don't know Mm -hmm. what put me back in it was just like i said i just woke up one day and i'm like i'm like nah like i'm not i'm not i'm not i'm not doing this i'm not taking my whole family was saying oh like you have nothing to prove like you know like you're still a winner in my eyes i'm like i love you guys but that doesn't mean anything to me right (laughs) Right. and i'm glad you guys see me as a winner that's great yeah but you're not looking at me the way i'm I'm looking looking at at me me. right Right. i'm the one looking in the mirror like yo you you lost like that yeah you know so i think you have to really go through a lot of mental barriers you really have to kick right. those down and just believe in yourself a little more right really reassure yourself talk to yourself have conversations with yourself right right try to understand who you are because that first that year that year and a half i took time off i was really discovering myself as a person right you know and it wasn't even through you know meditation or, or journaling or any mental uh exercises it was mostly just you know playing other sports right you know going back to basketball playing football again interacting with different people seeing how different sports cultures are right and i knew that that's not for me mm-hmm. you know being in a team environment is great mm-hmm. but not for me mm-hmm. i'm not that that's just not my i've always been a lone wolf in my life right so i think that's also what called me back as well so in terms of being able to come back from the sport after something like that happens it really just depends on the type of person you are because you are going to have guys that will never come back right you will like you're gonna have guys that will never you know what this isn't for me i'm not going back and that's okay for them right for me i didn't want that i knew i had to show myself and i wanted to break down that mental barrier i thought what would my dad do in the moment you know Mm. what would my grandfather do in the moment they didn't sit there in the middle of a war saying i don't want to do it today right you know what I mean? Oh, I don't want to put up with this today. You know, right. they didn't have that choice. So why should I let myself have that choice? Right. You know, so it, it just depends on really who you are. Right. No, you know? I like that because you, you also spend a lot of time in self-discovery. So my final question to you before we get into the rapid questions real quick is to the young man or woman 
that says, hey, I want to be like Dixon or mm-hmm. I want to I want to be a professional, you know, fighter. Mm-hmm. If you could only give that person, you know, one piece of advice, what would it be? One piece of advice, eh? Mm-hmm. Mm. Yeah. One piece of one advice. Piece. Yeah. Stay true to yourself. Mm. Stay true to yourself. You know, be ready to do a lot of hard things right. to elevate your, your career or even your skill set. Right. You know, there's going to be a lot of bumpy roads and there's going to be a lot of times where you're going to have to make sacrifices. Right. But never give up on yourself. Right. You're always, you know, believe no matter what happens, because I can tell you right now, boxing is the type of sport where you're going to have more downs than ups. Right. But that's the only way that you're going to come up. Right. Right. The downs are what keep you humble and respectful. Right. But the ups are what give you the confidence into, right. you know, moving on to yourself, adapting, you know, different skills, learning different skills, being mindful of, you know, where you are, who you're doing it with. Right. Stay true to yourself is, is number one. Understand yourself first. And I, because boxing is a lonely sport, you're not going to have a team to right. fall back on. Sure, right. you're going to have guys that you go to the gym with and you spar with and, you yeah. know, it's a team environment. But at the end of the day, yeah. it's you in that ring by yourself. Right. right. It's you versus you. So you have to be your harshest critic. Right. You have to be your biggest motivator and your biggest teacher. You have right. to learn about yourself before you can ever, you know, adapt to more skills or, you know, even if you want to take it somewhere. Right. You know, I left, you know, I left home. I left my family. My friend, I left everything I'd known to come down here and elevate my skill set as a fighter. Right. You know, I mean, I didn't have to do that. I could have stayed home where I was comfortable. You know, I mean, I have a good support system. Right. But I had to wake up one day and like realize that if I want to make it somewhere, yeah, maybe not in boxing, you know, maybe just in life, you have to take the jump and you have to trust yourself. Take risk. You know what I mean? So I knew within myself that the only way I'm going to elevate as not even a fighter, as, as, as a man, as a person, yeah, is to put myself out there and make myself uncomfortable. Love but I, I stayed true to myself in that moment because I knew that's who I am. I'm capable of doing that. Right. A lot of people aren't and that's okay. For me, that's just not who I am. You know, I don't want to be mediocre. Right. I want to separate myself from the from everyone else. And, you know, the fact that, you know, I moved out, you know, across the country and left everyone I loved, everything I've known right. to elevate my skill set really just tells me a lot about myself. Right. Wanting no, to put it on the line. Right. Right. No, Chan- no, no one can take that away from me. Yeah. And channeling what? your 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 ancestry. Exactly. Well. That, that's 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 number one for me too. Yeah. No, no matter where I go in my life, man. Like no matter what happens to me, no matter how bad I get beat down, I mm. still have my bloodline. I love that. I love no. that. All right, real quick, rapid fire questions. This is where I ask you three questions. Your you, your just job is to answer them as first answer that comes to your Let's mind. Let's go. All right. Um, our guy. Uh, why am I forgetting his name right now? Jake Paul. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. Jake yeah. Paul is Jake Paul great for the sport of boxing? No, he's a bomb. <laughs> the Paul brothers, some bombs, man. They're not. <laughs> so really, with all the hype and all the fanfare they bring, they, you think they're they're not good for boxing? No, 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 no. I think they're terrible for boxing because, like we said before, yeah, they're making boxing seem like it's a glamorous sport, like right. it's a you know a. Uh, a beautiful, which it is beautiful. You right. know, it is glamorous, but they're also lying to a lot of people about what goes behind closed doors. Mm-hmm. You know, the sacrifice you have to put in. They're going the remember WWE. Yeah, they're going the WWE route right. and bringing it into boxing, which is kind of making a joke and a mockery of the guys who had number one died for it. 
Right. And number two, the guys who became legends, you know, right. in the 60s, the 70s, the 80s, and the 90s. Right. They're really just, you know, shitting on the culture. Right. And I'm, I'm not with that. You know, you give me a round with Jake Paul, I'll show the world, like, there's levels to this shit. Y'all heard that? Yeah. Jake Paul, you heard that? <laughs> you heard that? My man Dixon are ready for, yeah. ready for you. No, levels to it. One round, right. three minutes, that's all I need. All right. Love it. Uh, what's your favorite boxing movie? Oof. Creed. Mm. Yeah, definitely. One or two? Oof. One. One. Yeah, definitely. Okay, shout definitely. out to Michael B. Jordan. Yeah, yeah. yeah that's my guy. Know. I love Michael B. Big you know guy. what? I, I've given props because the workout to get in that shape. Yeah. I mean, I know he's not a pro fighter, but to do that workout to look like He that, was just perfect for the role. I mean, like he, he looks like Apollo Creed, his dad. Mm. His dad in the, he looks right. exactly like him. Right, you right. Know, Bringing him back to Philly and, you know, showing him the ropes. Yeah. You know, from a mentor like Rocky who trained with right. his father. It's like, yeah, it just really takes you back to that time. And I've watched, you know, I grew up on the Rocky movies. That's all I've watched. Right. You know, Rocky 1 through 4, all of them. Right. So, huge fan of the Creed series. Creed 2 is great. Right. But, like, it doesn't bring you home like Creed 1 does. Right, right. You know, like, he's running through the streets of Philly. You know, like, right. the dirtbaggers are chasing him. It's, yeah, it hits on a lot of the cinema. You know what I mean? It, the, it, the original it hits. It hits a lot. Sure. Okay. Last one is who's your favorite pro fighter and why? Of all time or, or right now? Let's do both. All time and right now. All time would definitely be Roy Jones Jr. Mm-hmm. Just like the he just made this shit look easy. Like mm-hmm. the the flash, the, mm-hmm. uh, the the finesse he had, the power. Mm-hmm. He like someone coming up in the game who you know wants to become better. Mm-hmm. They're gonna easily go to to right. Roy Jones, right? Because he got away with a lot of things, right? But he was gifted. Right. right. Not everyone has those gifts, but there's a lot of things that you can learn from watching a guy like that, especially in his prime. Right. And right now, Jerron Ennis. Mm. Jerron Ennis fights at uh, 147, welterweight. You know, switch hitter, can fight orthodox southpaw. Right. Natural. He's a killer. He pushes forward. He's aggressive. He goes for the kill. He goes for the knockout. Slick skills. Very hard to hit Mm -hmm. inside or the outside. A huge fan of Jerron Ennis. I'm copied him a lot for for my strategies as well mm-hmm. just like learning how to you know slip shots catch shots fire right. Right. you know and how to knock guys out right you know if you, if you need a good example john ennis definitely there you go he's more of a fighter than 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 uh than a businessman i like it definitely. i like it i like it well guys there you have it um so that concludes this episode of three questions by Corey kareem uh dixon really quick for the people that just heard you for the first time they're in love with your story um where can they find you and what do you have coming up next in terms of, of okay. fights so you can find me on instagram i'm active on that at uh, m-i-c-a-j-o mccasual underscore d you know contact me there if you have questions or you know you want to follow me i'll follow back we can have conversations about boxing just like we did here mm-hmm. and that's that's basically it man this is, this is great this is nice awesome uh, and guys, as you know, I like to end the show with, you know, uh, if you want to impress people, you know, talk about your wins, uh, your successes, you know, your trophies, the accolades, yada, yada, yada. But if you really want to have an impact on someone else's life, talk about your tribulations, more specifically the lessons that you learn from those, you know, experiences. That's how you really move mm-hmm. the needle in someone else's life. Mm-hmm. So with that being said, Dixon and myself are out. Peace and love to the next time. Yeah, yeah. Never turn back. Yeah, yeah. Only go clockwise. Yeah, yeah. Never go back.